All right, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Sprint, they make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. He, of course, is the TV voice of the Utah Jazz, our good friend Craig Bowler. Jack Bowler, what is happening? Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Have you heard anything, Bowler, about what the setup will be for someone such as yourself? Uh, Not a thing. Uh, We have not heard, uh, at least I have not, uh, from the Jazz uh, or the NBA. Uh, If I have to guess, I'm guessing uh, we'll get, you know, a few games. I'm hoping uh, the eight games uh, of the regular season that they want to complete and then the first round of the playoffs. But location still has not been um, determined uh, for us. My guess is studio um, at some location in Salt Lake City. Now, maybe they'll surprise me and and we'll find out another way. But, you know, you guys just mentioned about the undertaking of this restart. I mean, it's monumental. Um, There's still a lot of things to figure out. And I'm not really sure how you can accommodate everybody. I mean, I've heard all sorts of numbers. You know, if family does actually come and stay after the first round of the playoffs, you know, you're bumping it up to, you know, 15 to 1,600 people. I still haven't gotten a clear number on, uh, you know, just what the, the traveling party will be for each team. But, again, it's a, it's a huge undertaking with a lot of things that you have to make sure that, one matches the other, right? And obviously, if injury or illness uh, would creep up on this, you know, how do you how do you go about it, and how do you handle rosters? So, um, I'm waiting with you on on a daily basis to see what comes out. Well, Bowler, this is the first time we've talked to you since everything kind of became officially official. What do you uh, what do you think about the conclusions the NBA and the players came to on how to finish the season and how this whole thing is going to look? I think it's fair, Jake. I really do. I, I don't see any other way. Um, I mean, you know, I think Adam Silver had probably dozens of plans and then, you know, <clears throat> carved off one at a time, uh, looking to see which one would be most beneficial. You're not going to please everyone. And the big concern, of course, what happens to those, you know, eight teams and the ones that may not even make the playoffs, obviously, uh, after these eight games are played, and keep them physically fit, engaged with their teams. What do you do uh, up until December 1st when the alleged uh, start of the 2021 season begins? So, man, you know, for me, I'm excited. I think fans are just to see basketball back. But I think also I'm not sure just how good a play will be right from the start. But, you know, Gordo and and, and – past years we always say well be patient you know you got to let these guys connect and come together well i don't think there's really much time to have any of that i mean you got to hit the floor running if you're going to secure your playoff spot or if you're going to be in that ninth tenth and eleventh position with a chance to jump in at eight man i i still think the stronger team mentally you know wins this thing um all the way around and who stays out of health issues obviously um, you know, that's my first thought is I'm glad to see it. And I, I know it's a huge undertaking, but you have to have a jumping off point at some point in time. And I don't think, again, you can please everybody. Uh, but this looks like to be the plan they're going to under, you know, attack. And I think things will trickle out little by little on how this is all going to come together. 
Well, Lord Jake and I were talking earlier. I saw a power ranking for the teams included, and it had the Jazz at 12. And uh, it penalized the Jazz uh, quite a bit for the loss of Bogdanovich. Sure. Do, do, you, do, you, do you see it that way? Do you think there is a way? The, I mean, 12th. Uh, the Thunder were in front of them. The Rockets were in front of them. The, the Mavs were in front of them. Uh, these are teams that the Jazz are in front of in the standings. Can they withstand this loss? Is that as devastating as apparently some people think? Well, it's 20 points a night, and it's 41% three-point shooting. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a big hole to fill. But, you know, one thing the Jazz have always you know, hung their hat on is, you know, depth and also Joe Ingles, who would step in at my guess at the, at the, the fifth starter. Obviously, his role would have to increase, and him, probably two guys his shot uh, attempts would have to increase. Uh, and that's something that I don't know. I don't think any shooter ever really minds, but again, it depends on when those shots are taken and in what context. But, you know, it also puts more pressure on Jordan Clarkson, the bench, George Niang, Tony Bradley. And who else do the Jazz actually add to their roster? Do they sneak out and pick up somebody not in the NBA right now uh, who's looking to, to get a chance to, to reenter and play or they feel like who could help them? Uh, or do you, you know, do they allow two-way players? It, it, that's that's intriguing too to see exactly how the rosters will shape up and how many players uh, they can they can each team can actually uh, have. But Gordon, look, you can't cut it any other way. Bogdanovich is a big part, but at the same time, you know, Quinn Snyder, Jake. I mean, this guy is not going to use that as an excuse. And again, this is where I think the the team that mentally prepares themselves. Uh, may really surprise people for those who think their talent and maybe not as in shape will carry them through. I'm not sure how engaged each player will be. And will you have a surprise or two of a player who does not want to take, take part? So there's still a lot of, I think, uh, a lot of, uh, I, I, you know, storylines to kind of work yourself through before you make a decision. But on paper, I can see why, you know, the so-called experts would drop the jazz at about the middle of the pack. But also, does it take pressure off of them? Probably so. Uh, do they want to take care of the Thunder? Most likely. Would they, you know, like to spoil the, the Hardens and the uh, Westbrook's attempt for a title? Absolutely. So, you know, if things hold true, right, they would play OKC in the first round. And they do play OKC according to the first um, schedule that I saw uh, that they would play down in, in Orlando. So hey, a lot of things are going to happen um, in, in this bubble they, they, they're they going to create. And I think it's hard to predict uh, where, where everybody is going to end up. Uh, Gordo as a writer and Jake as a broadcaster, man, storylines are plenty. Uh, they're going to bust out of that out of that place, and I, I don't think we've even you know hit the tip of the iceberg yet. Have you heard anything, Bowler, about how the the workouts uh, with the Jazz currently are going, or maybe what kind of shape guys are coming back in from this thing? Because I think that's a real wild card, right? It is. It is. It's how many uh, you know the workouts. From what I was, what I've been told and heard is it's minimal in Salt Lake and around the league until. They get uh, quarantined uh, in Orlando. And when that date is, I know the start date is the 31st. That's the game day. I'm not sure when the actual let's get together and start the process date will be. 
Uh, I talked to George Niang. I think we've talked a couple of weeks ago now on via Zoom when he uh, jumped on with some of the media, and he talked about you know needing you know two to three weeks. Uh, and the big issue too is what is shape and basketball shape. I think we all kind of know that that's a high level, man. And this league, that's an elite level of, of of athleticism and being physically and mentally tuned in. And I tell you, Jake and Gordo, I tell you, I think the mental toll of this thing, maybe maybe it's just me. Maybe it's three months for me. What, tomorrow? What's the day? Today's the, the ninth. Yeah, it's the 11th. So actually it's going to be three months tomorrow on a Wednesday night on the 11th of March in OKC. This all went down. So – What's the mental toll? And, you know, how, how many guys can actually push through it, right? And how many, how many players actually are going to be that engaged to get back in shape again, knowing a new season starts soon after the completion of, uh, of 19, the 1921 campaign. So, yeah, uh, I, I, there's a lot of variables. And, you know, you can put a number on the Jazz. Okay, they're 12. But you know what? I'm not buying much stock into that. Uh, I think, again, uh, the storylines and the attitudes, and we're going to see it early on how these players uh, jump and go on the floor and how totally engaged they are. And some may want to go home. Uh, some may want to stay. 70-some-odd uh, days in quarantine, if you go from start to finish, that's a long haul. I was at the Olympics twice, and I stayed 31 and 32 days. It is a mental toll. And I wasn't in quarantine, by the way. So that's a long time to be away unless they do allow, you know, families to, to come in and visit um, after they get through the first round of the playoffs. So hang tight, guys. It's going to be interesting. Bowler, you've studied Mike Conley's game. You saw the ebbs and flows. Uh, he seemed to be settling in a little bit before the stoppage. Do you believe he's got more in the tank to give the Jazz? Well, he's rested. We know that. And hopefully healthy. And the hamstring's not going to be a problem. And Gordon, you know, I think in his mind, he has maybe played this scenario through it, meaning, you know, being a veteran, I think he will get it more than some on what it takes to prepare. But also maybe he understands the system now more than ever, you know, reviewing game tape, uh, talking to Quinn during the, this, this uh, you know, epidemic on understanding his role even better. Look, Donovan's going to touch the ball. Joe will touch it as a starter even more. Mike, you know, made the adjustment to run that second unit with Jordan Clarkson. But, you know, it, it, it was an adjustment, okay? I think we all put that on the table when he left Memphis with Marcus Gasol as a pick-and-pop guy, and he had the ball in his hands, you know, 95% of the time. And he sees Donovan, who's a dominant ball handler, and Joe can handle it as well. Um, and, and so, you know, those are things that he will have to adjust if the Jazz are going to jump from a, a 12 up to a 4, you know, in the end game or even above. So, yeah, I think Mike's key, Gordo. I really do. His health and the way that he runs the show and also, you know, how Quinn's going to run that second unit and if Mike still stays on the floor and plays some minutes with Jordan Clarkson and then George Niang and, and mixes I think it's going to be another incredible coaching opportunity uh, for Q uh, to go out and you know, if he wants to shock the world, do it. Uh, I don't think Jazz Nation would be uh, disappointed at all. But how he's going to mix up units one and two and play, you know, play players when they need need them the most. That's that would be an interesting chess match for for Quinn Snyder in this in this circumstance. Bowler, you are the best. Thank you as always for jumping on with us. 
Hey guys, uh, great to talk to you. Like I said, it's a it's it's healthy. It's therapy for me. And uh, what are we? Maybe seven weeks out before the playing ball. Yeah, about yeah. seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things are going to happen between now and then. But uh, uh, let's just hope we get some games and we get a good feel of where the Jazz are going to be. And, and I want Bogey to be healthy. Yeah. I mean, he, the reason why he did this obviously was to jump back and be ready for December. And uh, hopefully the Jazz have a have a player or two that's going to come through and and uh, do some damage in Orlando. But uh, yeah. thanks for the time, guys. We'll see you soon. Yeah, thanks, Bowler. Appreciate it. Thanks, Bowler. You know, when he was talking there, Jake, I, it made me wonder: Do you think that Quinn will reconfigure some things uh, in any substantial way, or will that just make a hectic situation that much more complicated? Well, you're missing your number two offensive option, so yeah, right. I think he's going so to have to regroup. I mean, yeah. as, a, as opposed to saying, "Okay, Joe, you you play the role of Boyan, you know, and go do this," uh, but I mean, significantly mix it up a little bit in a way that perhaps Mike Conley would handle the ball more or uh, change things up from that perspective. Or is it is it too late to do that? I don't think it's too late to do that. Plus, you got a lot of time ramping up to it. So, yeah. I I would I would guess they adjust quite a bit. I mean, you can say, "Oh, yeah, Joe Ingles, you step right in there to that Bogdanovich role." Well, what about Joe Ingles' role? <laughs> you know, yeah. they've got uh, like George a, Yang. right. Well, I mean, these they've got big roles on the team already. I mean, you're you're replacing twenty points a night. That's big. That's big. And there are other things that maybe he didn't do as well. So maybe you can tighten up defensively a little bit. But I mean. You're not a better team not having Boyan Bogdanovich on it. But could Conley play the role with the starters that uh, Jordan Clarkson plays with the bench players? Well, we're going to find out, right? I mean, I don't even know if that if that's what you want. But if you're Quinn, but I, you know, I don't. I'm I'm just trying to figure out one what Mike's capabilities are, and two what role he'll be asked to play. <laughs> 